The story of the Bible is filled with this imagery of new life and new creation and new growth. Uh, the Bible says we are new creations in Christ. It paints pictures of, of gardens growing in deserts and life coming back in hard places. So, so we're in this series called Refresh because in one sense that new life, that new growth, that transformation happens completely in a moment in time spiritually our relationship with God is changed we're we're given eternity uh, as our eternal home we're going to be with God in heaven but in a different sense this renewal takes place all the time not that we not that we get saved over and over again but there is refreshing and changing and renewing and new growth that happens consistently all throughout our lives so we're, so we're taking this image this idea of refresh and, and thinking about a, a website where you have to refresh the page to bring in new da data to to get rid of the old information and account for what has changed since the since the new information was added and we want to refresh our lives as we're getting ready to just full force move into 2023 we want to ask are there any parts of our lives that need that, 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 that need some old things to go away, that need some new things to come in? Uh, maybe it's our circumstances. Many of us, uh, if we're honest, we'd say we're in a new season of life. There's, there's something different about this stage. It probably didn't start on January 1st, but at some point over the last year or, or a few months, there, there's been a transition in your life. There's been a, been a change in your life. You're in a new season, and to experience all that God wants you to experience in that new season, you, you have to make some adjustments, right? You have to make some allowances for what's new. We have a tendency, I think, to get stuck, and, and, and we get stuck primarily because we get comfortable. We know how life works. We, we, we know how this stage of our life is supposed to work. We finally got that figured out. Have you ever been there? Like you finally got this part figured out, and then everything changes. But a lot of times we're still holding on to, well, this is the way our life used to be. This is, this is what I liked. This is what I was comfortable with. This was so good about the past, and it probably was good. It probably was great, and there were wonderful things. It's just the way life works. You, you all know this, the way life works. We go through new seasons and, and new stages, and we have to adjust again to that new place because in the new place, God wants to do good. God wants to do his work. God has something for us. We can value the past. We can, we can appreciate what we gained from the, the past. We, we can look nostalgically on the past. Or, or maybe for some of us, we're trying to forget the past. Maybe the past was hard. Maybe it was difficult. But we want to arrive at a place where we're able to live fully in the present that is right now, knowing that new seasons are coming. We're going to have to do this again. We're going to have to refresh again, and we're going to have to say, God, what do you want to do in this season of my life? It's like, it's like updating your, your technology. Right? We update all the time. It's just a part of our life now. We get new updates on our phones, on our iPads. Apps have to update frequently. You, you may not be like me, but on that little, that little uh, app uh, icon, there's like the number 47, and it means there are 47 apps waiting to update. Would you please update those? Yeah, we get these messages. Hey, you got to update. There's something new. There's new technology. Uh, you you want to run the latest version of, 
granted, there's problems with chasing the latest version all of the time, but this is, this is what we're used to with technology. I'll sometimes click on an app and I'll get a message. There is a new update for this app. Do you want to update now? And, and a lot of times I could say no. No, I don't want to update now. But if I say no too often, that app just stops working. But you've got to catch up to where we are or else we can't help you. Sometimes our, our life is like that. We, we need a pause. We need a minute to acknowledge some things are different. Maybe not bad, different. Maybe not good, different. Just different, different. Some things are different. God, what do you want to do in this new season? What do you want to do in this new update of my life? And so we're just thinking about what it would look like for you, because yours is different from mine. What would it look like for you? What, what would it look like for me at the beginning of 2023 to refresh the pace, to leave some things in the past, to, to, to leave some things that aren't helping us anymore or that are no more let's let's leave it in the past and let's see what god wants to do now if we're going to refresh our life in this sense we're going to have to address our thinking we're going to have to address what's going on in our mind like we can change circumstances to a degree we we can change where we live or where we work we can shift perhaps some of our circumstances but if we're going to really refresh our lives, we're going to step into what God wants to do in this new season of our life. We got to work on the way our mind's working. We've got to work on our thought patterns because our thought patterns have a tendency to get stuck in the past. They get, they get stuck on repeat. We keep running the same thought patterns through our mind again and again. We get caught in ruts. We get, we get caught in mind ruts where our mind just keeps going back there. We've talked about confirmation bias, right? That's like this huge rut of, I think I know everything already. And so anything new I see, I already know. It goes here. It goes in this box. It goes in that category. I, I already know. And so I'm going to make everything conform to what I already think. That's a rut. That's a rut. Um, anger. Thought. Angry thoughts, that's a rut that some of us kind of go to. Worry, anxiety, that's a rut. That's a, a thought pattern rut that some of us gravitate to. The first time something doesn't go exactly the way we thought it should go, we, we just go back to the rut of anxiety, of worry. Fear is a rut. It just draws some of us, because we've lived so much of our life with fear and anxiety and worry that our brain just feels programmed to go right back to those same thought patterns. And I'm asking you, we begin this new year, can we refresh some of that? Can we acknowledge that that's not working for you and you need some new content, you need some new data? We, we have ruts in the way we think of other people. We, we are capable of creating narratives about another person based on little information, or maybe a lot of information, but we lock into, well, they're that kind of person. Well, they always do this. Well, they never. And every time we see, every time we interact with them, our thought patterns about them and towards them is in this rut. We develop narratives about ourselves. We develop ruts, thought, destructive thought patterns about ourselves. I'm not enough. I'm not capable. God couldn't love me. I'll never be used. 
I always, I never. And you drive in those ruts long enough and your mind just keeps going back to them. Your mind just keeps telling you things about yourself that aren't true from God's perspective. But we accumulate this, like accumulating boxes in our basement, right? We accumulate these thought patterns. And when we're alone or when we're bored or when we're trying to go to sleep at night, we often go to the basement of our thought patterns and we bring one of them up and we just start mulling it over in our mind. When we're driving all by ourselves, we go get one of those thought patterns and we just start running it through our mind again. Right? It, it's, uh, another example... It, it, Older computers, I had a really old computer for a really long time. People made fun of me. I didn't care. But it was one of those where I had used it so long. I had put so many programs on it. I had downloaded so many things and didn't know how to delete them or how to do much of anything on a computer. And so it just kind of stacks up, stacks up, excuse me, and, and the computer slows down and slows down and finally just gives up. <laughs> Some of us, we've, we've downloaded certain thought patterns about ourselves about others, about life, about how life is going to go, about God, about what God is doing or not doing or what he would do in my life or what he can't do in my life. And we are weighed down by taking on all of these thought patterns. So, so here's my challenge here, week two, refresh. Today, we got to begin a process of refreshing the things that we think about. Now, that's a challenge for a couple of reasons. Here's one reason that's a challenge for us. We have more access to false information, fear-inducing information, and negative information than ever before. It may not be that there is more actual bad things happening. We just hear about all of it now, all of the time. We, we have more access to false information, uh, fear-inducing information, negative information, than ever before. I don't have a source for that. Preachers just sometimes say things and they want you to go with it. So I'm asking you to go with it. Like I don't have a link. I don't have a footnote. I'm just observing life. And I'm thinking, man, everywhere you turn, there's false information. There's fear-inducing information. There's negative information. There's accusing information. There's us versus them information. There's inflammatory information. It's everywhere. Some people make their living trying to make us mad at each other. Have you figured this out? Some people make a really good living saying things that aren't true. It's everywhere. We live in this context of a steady stream of false information, exaggerated information, fear-inducing information. Some people make their whole living trying to make you afraid trying to make you afraid of somebody else or some other group or somebody that's not like you. They make a living. They live their whole life trying to divide and separate. We are surrounded by this constant voice in our society feeding us this information, exaggerating information to us, giving us false information over and over again. And you and I have to... We have to recognize that, and then we have to have some means for dissecting, like, which of this should I hold on to, and which should I let go? Which should I give space in my mind, and which should I not give any space? Here's another problem. 
And this may be a bigger problem. My mind is capable of giving me false information, fear-inducing information, and negative information. I don't even need 24-hour news. I don't even need Twitter. My brain sometimes scares me to death. My own mind makes me believe things that aren't true, convinces me that something is true that isn't. My mind lies to me sometimes. Maybe yours doesn't. Maybe you have a great mind. You don't have any. Maybe I have problems. I do, I do have problems. But besides that, our, our mind latches onto some of this information and then creates its own information. You ever seen this happen in you? Ever seen this happen in in somebody else, my, my mind is capable of giving me fear-inducing information. My mind is capable of exaggerating something to the point of catastrophe. So it's not just coming from out there, even though that's a problem. It's, it's not just this, the steady stream of conversation that's out there. It's the steady stream between my ears that may or may not be telling me the truth. Anyway, here's another reality about our thinking. My thoughts reveal the real me in the sense that they reveal what's really going on in me. Even if my thoughts aren't accurate, they reflect what I think is accurate. They reflect the emotions that I'm wrestling with. They reflect my perspective. My thoughts reveal what's really going on inside of me as a matter of fact my thoughts in, in this sense are more real than my actions are my thoughts are more true to who I am than the things that I do and even how I interact with you Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 we go to this verse often when we're talking about thinking and thoughts and thought patterns this sort of idea and normally we quote it from the King James Version. So I'm going to read it from the King James, and then we'll talk about what it means. Here's how the King James Version says it. As a man, a person, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a person thinks in their heart, that's what they're really like. Now, let let me give some context, um, because not every translation translates it that way, and I want want to help you understand why. Let me read verse 6, and then all of verse 7 from the King James, I'm just going to warn you, it is really King Jamesy in when we get into this. So buckle your seatboard, seatbelt. Uh, Proverbs 23, verse 6. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. I, I told you, King Jamesy. Neither thou desire his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. But his heart is not with thee. This is why we don't use the King James very often. Um, and let me read it from the NIV. Same thing, NIV, different translation. Do not eat the food of a begrudging host. Do not crave his delicacies. For his is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Here's the story that Solomon's telling. Uh, someone may do a good deed. They may appear on the outside to be generous. You just need to know that what's really going on in their head is the real person that they are. 
you need to be careful because actions don't always tell the whole story actions don't always align with what's going on in somebody's mind so Solomon says picture this you're at somebody's house and they're saying eat whatever you want just go ahead eat whatever you want but in the in the back of their mind they're thinking of how much you're costing them and how much they really don't want you to eat anything that's who that person really is they're not the generous person that's trying to tell you they're generous they're the greedy person that's mad every time you pick up a banana right that's who they really are his point is you're, you're not just what you do the real you is revealed by what's happening in your brain what's happening in your mind the thoughts that you have about other people the thoughts that you have about circumstances the, the thoughts that you have about yourself most of us work really hard to have a, a pleasant, professional um, appearance. Right? When we talk to people, we want to be professional, we want to be dignified, and that's all fine. That's all fine and good. Like, I, I am not saying you should say everything that comes into your mind. Please, there'll be fights. Right? You don't need to say everything that comes into your mind, but we try to give off a certain image Okay, good or bad, whatever. We try to give off a certain image, and Solomon breaks through that and says, you just need to know for your own sake, you're not the image. You're all the stuff that's going on behind the image. Your real self are all those conversations you're having in your head. Your real self is what you're thinking about that person that you're talking to right now. That's really deep down who you are on the inside. Jesus follows up on this in the New Testament. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says things like, You have heard it said that you should not murder, but I tell you, if you're angry with somebody, it's the same as murder. Right? The outward act is one thing, but who you really are, the, the real weight of the issue is what's happening on the inside. Uh, he went on to say, uh, you've heard it said that you should not commit adultery. I tell you, if you're looking lustfully on another person, same thing. Because that's the real you. Even if you stopped yourself from the actual act, the real you still is struggling on the inside. You can't dismiss that. We are what our thoughts say we are. We are what our inside says we are. He says to the relig religious leaders, Jesus says to the religious leaders at one point, you clean the outside of the cup, but you don't clean the inside of the cup, right? which we would all say, yuck. Right? You don't want to go to somebody's house where they cleaned all of the outsides of their cups and they never cleaned the inside. Right? We get it. The inside's the most important part. Jesus is saying what Solomon's saying. You can present a certain image. You can be a certain person on the outside. You have to continually take stock of, who am I on the inside? What are my thoughts really? What is my perspective on people really? What is my inner dialogue about myself really? That's who I am. Our thoughts reveal who we are, but not only that, our thoughts shape who we are. They reveal, this is who I am. But the more I have that thought, the more I become that type of person. If, 
in an attempt to refresh my thinking, I realize that I'm consistently moving back toward angry thoughts. That's the box I go get. And when I'm alone and when I'm trying to go to sleep, I continually rehearse this argument I'm going to have with that person one day. That is saying something about what's, what's on the inside of me. There's some anger issues. You need to take care of those anger issues. You need to address that. But the other thing that's happening is the more I allow that to go on in my mind, the more of an angry person I'm becoming. It's revealing, but it's shaping the person that I'm becoming if anxiety is the thought pattern that I keep going back to. Worry is the thought pattern that I keep going back to. That reveals something. That reveals some trust, some, some issues that are going on inside of me, but it's also shaping me more into a worrier. I am becoming more of an anxious person the more that I dwell on those same thoughts. You, you've all had people in your life and there was a season of their life and you thought, every time I'm around this person, they are more critical than the last time I was with them. Every time we have a conversation, it's obvious they've gotten more negative and I didn't think it was possible to be more negative, but they're more negative than the last time. We talk, every time I see them, they are angrier than the last time. How does that happen? Because we keep dwelling on those thoughts and we're becoming more of that person. We're becoming an angrier person because I continue to entertain angry thoughts. I'm becoming more of an anxious person because I continue to have anxious thoughts. And not only does it reveal what's happening in me, but it's transforming me into more of that person. See, thoughts are not neutral. They're not neutral. They're not just, oh, I thought about that. Ah, I thought about that. No, thoughts, they reveal and they shape, they, they reveal, and they transform. I'm not talking about one random thought that pops into our head. Okay? We probably don't control all of those. I'm talking about those thoughts that we find ourselves going back to again and again, rehearsing again and again. And, and, and sometimes it's a different person. It's a totally different circumstance, but I'm having the same conversation in my head that I had about the other person. Different set of circumstances, I'm still angry about that one, just like I was angry at that. We, we keep going back to that emotion. We keep going back to that thought pattern, and it is shaping us. Now, the reason we go back is because it's familiar. This is one of the reasons we've got to sort of break the train. This is one of the reasons we've got to refresh and get data out and get new data in. Is because the more I have that thought, whether it's anger or fear... Uh, uh, worry, lust, whatever that thought pattern, the more I have it, the more familiar it is to me and the more comfortable I am with it. And when I get comfortable with a thought, I start thinking that thought is safe. It becomes a safe place for me to go, I think. My worry becomes a safe place because I convince myself that if I worry enough about something, it will prevent it from happening. Safe. I feel safe. Anger. Place to blow off steam. It, it feels safe because it's familiar. These thoughts are not safe. These thoughts are destroying you from the inside out. These thoughts are destroying your trust in God. These thoughts are destroying your relationship to other 
people. These thoughts are destroying the work that God is trying to do in you. Because you are saying to yourself, God couldn't. I, I could never. I've made too many mistakes. I always, I keep messing up. You're, you're saying something to yourself that God would not say to you. Sometimes we are, we are more cruel to ourselves than God would ever be to us. Have you noticed this? We will say things to ourselves that God in his love for us would never say to us. He's gracious and merciful. And yes, he wants us to move away from sin. And yes, so there's correction and repentance as we uh, are walking with God. But some of the cruel things we say to ourselves, God would never say to us. How do we break it? What do we do with it? This is what Paul says in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. And, and how are we transformed away from the patterns and thinkings of this world? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. Paul is talking about the new life we have in Christ, living for Christ, giving our life wholly over to Christ. And where does that start, Paul says? Paul says it starts in your mind. The transformation process, the new creation process, it starts in your thinking. It starts in your beliefs. It starts in those narratives that are running through your head be transformed by the renewing in our series we would say the refreshing of your mind a, a change a change in the way you think a, a, a change in what you think about to align with God's good and pleasing and perfect will that we would be able to rework the thought patterns to be conforming with God's good and pleasing and perfect will. God's thoughts. What God thinks about things. What God thinks about you. What God thinks about others. What God thinks about our world. That our mind, we would think God's thought. Now this is probably, not probably, this is not something that you can do one time. We said at the beginning, the new creation, salvation, uh, our righteous standing before God through Jesus, that, that, can, that happens in a moment for a lot of us. And in a moment, we're, 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 we become new in Christ, but we're still in a broken, fallen body. And that includes a broken, fallen mind that hasn't fully been transformed into the image of Christ. So this renewing of the mind is something that we're going to have to do consistently. We're not going to be able to do it on February 5th, 2023, and we're good for the rest of the year. What Paul is saying is you've got to continually renew your mind. You've got to continually renew your thinking. You have to continually step back and, and assess the thoughts that you're having and the direction those thoughts are going to take you. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians 10. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, 
They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Paul uses somewhat war, violent language to say, you got to take this seriously. We're not just fighting other people. We aren't fighting other people at all. Our fight is in what we're thinking about. Uh, where there are arguments, right? That's train of thought. Where there are arguments, where there are reasonings, that's pretensions, reasonings, thought patterns, thought directions that are not aligned with God, Paul says you have to demolish those. You have to get rid of those. You have to take action against the thoughts in your head that are contrary to what God wants for you. And some of us need to do that at the beginning of 2023. Some of us just need to admit, recognize to yourself. You don't have to admit it to me. You just need to recognize to yourself this thought pattern that I keep going back to is unhealthy. And with God's spirit, I need to demolish that in my life. I need to get rid of that in my life. I don't need to keep going back to that in my life. It needs to be demolished. For some of us, maybe just the phrase, refresh the page, would help us. Just the phrase, I, I need to refresh the page. When, you, when your mind starts to go to worry and anxiety, God, help me refresh the page. Help me stop this thought pattern right now. When your mind begins to go to fear, when it begins to go uh, to anger, when it begins to move in unhealthy directions, maybe that's what you need to say. God, you need to refresh the page. When you go back to those familiar places, you need to refresh the page. Paul says in Philippians 4, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is poor, uh, pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is the new data that you got to pull in. I got to get rid of the old way of thinking, and I've got to set my mind, Paul says, on what is true. What is true? Not, not what I think is true, not what somebody else thinks is true. I have to set my mind on what God says is true. God, this is what you say about me. This is what you, this is, this is the truth that you've said about who I am in Christ. This is the truth of who I am as your son, as your daughter, someone who's loved by you, someone who's forgiven by you, someone who has a plan and a purpose from you. This is the truth about me. And these other things I've been thinking about me are not true, and I want to get rid of those. And my thoughts about other people. Asking myself, would God say this about that person? Would, would God feel this about that other person? Would God speak these things about that other person that I'm tempted to speak? How does God see other person? Set our minds on what is true, but not just what is true. Uh, we, give our pass, uh, we give ourselves a pass a lot of times with the phrase, yeah, but it's true. Yeah, but it's true. So Paul doesn't stop with true. Paul says, no, set your mind, yes, on what's true, but also what's lovely and what's noble 
and what's right and what's good and what's praiseworthy and what's excellent. Yeah, but it's true. Doesn't always pass through all of those other filters, does it? It's true, but it's not noble and it's not lovely and it's not good and it's not going to help and it's not building someone else up. Paul says, get rid of those things that are harming you in your thoughts because you are your thoughts that that's dictating who you are and who you're becoming and replace them with what is lovely and true one more question ask yourself this question do i want to become the person this thought will turn me into am i okay becoming the person that this thought is leading me towards worry am I okay being someone who's filled with worry because that's where this thought's going to take me ultimately am I okay being a person who's angry am I okay becoming the person this thought is going to lead me to because every thought is leading you to become somebody leading you to become some type of person and if you're not okay becoming that type of person Get rid of that type of thought. Get rid of that thought pattern in your life. Refresh the page. And let me just real quickly say, I get it when it comes to worry, anxiety, fear, even anger. There is a level at which a phrase like refresh the page is not enough. Some of us wrestle at times in our life with anxiety or anger issues or fear issues. We, we wrestle with it to the point that we need to talk to somebody who's trained and has experience in walking people through those times emotionally and mentally, all right? I'm not, I'm not saying we don't do that. There are times that is the right step. For most of us, in general, in our life, we just need a regular reset, and maybe we haven't been giving ourselves that. We've just been letting thoughts keep coming. We've been getting in the same rut again and again negative thought patterns just keep coming and i'm saying as we get ready for this new year and what god wants to do in this season of your life you got to refresh your thinking you've got to allow god to renew your mind into his thoughts his mind his way his words refresh the page and see what god will do with you when you think differently and you think according to what is true and noble and lovely and right and good. God, we ask that you would help us. Help us in this battle of our minds because as your scripture says, uh, we are what we think. We, we are becoming that type of person. Our thoughts are revealing something about who we are and our thoughts are shaping us into who we're going to be. Therefore, they are vitally important. And it is so important, God, that our thoughts align with who you are. We allow your spirit to guide our thinking, to guide our thought patterns in every situation, in every relationship. God, all across this room, I, I pray for those people who they know, they already know the negative thought pattern that's holding them back. They already know the negative thought pattern that they slip into so easily. Help us to be transformed. 
Help us to renew our mind. Help us to refresh the page when it comes to our thinking so that we would experience all the good that you want to do in our lives in this season. I pray it in Christ's name.